Blog Talk Radio. Stones, you're listening to Brother Seth in the um, 
background, we have Brad Construction uh, with a song called Changes. Changes. And tonight we're going to be talking about changes. Uh, we call the show on Tuesday Race Matters, and tonight we have open forum. So tonight we will be dealing with race relations, racial issues, racial tensions, racial solutions. So how is everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing fine. I really mean that. I hope everybody's doing fine, and I hope that we are praying for our brothers and sisters on the East Coast experiencing such a horrific storm. And uh, I don't think New York has ever been hit with anything like what is going on right now. So stop, stop, pause, take a minute, say a prayer for your brothers and sisters over on the East Coast. Even after the storm is, is gone, long gone, they'll still be suffering from the ramifications of that storm. So serious, folks. You know how people always say, pray for me. Really stop and say a prayer for them. It don't take a long, drawn-out prayer to uh, petition the Most High. So anyway... Again, I really mean I thank I really thank everyone for stopping by. Those that are buying to see what's happening with Five Smooth Stones, we are so appreciative of what you do. Uh, some of y'all haven't missed a show; others have missed very few shows, and it shows up in the ratings. I don't even do shows every single week like I used to do, and yet. I got people that just always, always seem to come by and and um, pop in and and um, see what's happening. So I appreciate that. I really do. That tells me that you value what's being said, what's being taught, what's being shared, as well as the people that call into the show and make it happen. So speaking of people calling into the show and making it happen i want to just uh, uh just let everybody know that brother joseph will be joining us and what's happening with him it's not like he's my co-host or nothing like that it's just that this is a brother that i, I i'm not 100% sometimes that's why i don't do shows all the time and he kind of picks up the slack he continues to research going 100 miles an hour whereas i've slowed down a little bit he continues to be intense uh with uh, trying to find solutions, and uh, I respect that about my brother. I really, really do, and that's why I have him on because he will not slow down. He continues to understand that we are in a war, and uh, he uh, constantly is updating our brothers and sisters of all ethnic backgrounds as to what's happening, and I appreciate that. We don't always agree. But that's another thing. I don't want people necessarily agreeing everything I say. You want people to be real with you. Brother Joseph is real, so he's going to be called tonight. And uh, again, um, we have you tonight. And we again thank you for, especially those of you that have showed up uh, so soon, so quick, early on time. But I do have friends that have not called yet. I do have friends that I don't see in the chat uh, room. I don't see on the phone lines, and I have to um, have to give a place for them. Uh, uh, so what we'll do is we'll give them a little bit more time to show up. Y'all, 
I'll be in prayer for this show tonight. I don't just mean that. I'm going to be super spiritual or religious or whatever you want to call it. I really mean well with these shows, and they, they, they mean a lot to me. That's why I'll just throw them together and have many other shows. I really don't like a lot of pre-recorded shows. I want to talk to people live. And um, I really want to deliver a blow to ignorance tonight. I want to deliver a blow to racist philosophies tonight. I want to deliver a blow to evil concepts and ideologies that divide us where race is concerned. And it's going to happen because it happens every Tuesday night. So I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. Some of y'all know circles around me where it comes to race matters. That's why I need you to call in and make your comment or ask your question. And I'm very serious. So tonight, um, I'm going to allow, like I said, uh, some of the people that uh, all we can always pretty much um, look for them. I'm going to give them a little bit more time. Um, I want you all to enjoy this clip I'm about to uh, play for you. But uh, before I do that, before I do the clip, I want to remind everybody before I do this clip that we do have a website. I don't talk about it enough, which is why it hasn't have a really super large following. I don't push it like a lot of people do. I probably should. But it is www.5smoothstones.webs.com. Go there. Join the site. All we ask for is like a fictitious username and uh, email address, and that's all we need. You can make up any old email address just to get it to go through. And um, that's really it. That's really all we require. So ain't that pretty, ain't that pretty, uh, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty simple. Anyway, go to the website. We have pictures, audios, um videos, all type of teachings where it relates to five smooth stones and the five smooth stones are do y'all remember? Do you remember? Do you remember, huh? Do you remember? Five smooth stones are dealing with these following subjects. White supremacy, New World Order or the One World Government, the revelation of the true, real, authentic Israelites or Hebrews or Jews. Leprosy, the revelation of what the origin of white skin is. How did we as a human race become white? Some of us. What happened to us? Notice I used the word us. Most important thing, most important word I'll say in that um, description is us. It's not white people and us. It's not them and us. It's us. It's not white people and black people. It's not Hispanics and black people. It's not Japanese and black people. I believe that the most are people in the garden, and all people come from those people. That's what I believe, and that's what the scriptures support very, very strongly. So I'll be right back. Uh, we'll go into some other things we got going on, but right now I'm just going to give our brothers and sisters that who who normally stop by the show regularly a little bit more time to uh, check in. We'll be right back. This is this old song, old school by the Barcase called I'm Flying High on Your Love. So what it's all about, folks, love. 
love. I know they're talking about romance, but I'm talking about humanity, the love of humanity. So when they talk about being how you love, just think about love for brothers and sisters, not just necessarily a romance thing. It's a very nice tune. Check it out. We'll be right back. Long time. 
probably over a year now discussing race, coming at it all kind of ways, racism in the church, racism in the home, racism in relationship, racism with, with regards to uh, relationships with whites and other na- nationalities, so-called whites. And I'll say so-called because why? Anybody remember? Because on this show, we don't really acknowledge race based upon skin color. We don't acknowledge race based upon skin color. I use the word race matters because everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say race matters. But technically and realistically and biblically and and biologically and in every other factual way, there is no such thing as a race based upon skin color. It gets very confusing when you look at life that way. And then, and then, you got to answer some very hard questions, such as if Europeans are all from Europe, and this is the home of white people, where the majority of white people are at, why is there blonde hair, blue eyed people in every single non-white nation on the planet. Let me say it again. If white people come from Europe, and this is the home of Caucasians, or white people, you know, here's a such thing based upon a race, race based upon skin color, you've got to do a whole lot of explaining why these the same European look is producing every single non-white country. They may label them albinos, and some of the albinism might look like what you think it should, especially in the continent of Africa, but then it gets very complicated because Africans have the more the kinky hair or the uh, whatever you want to call that type of hair texture. But if you go to places like India, and they go, you go to that region of the world where the hair is more uh, like whites, or should I say whites, more uh, so-called white people have hair more like them because they're actually older than Europe, that region, uh, population. Um, I mean, population began there before European even had population like that. So my question is, when these people have albinos, and they have the same kind of hair texture, it is, not nearly, it is impossible to distinguish these people from what we call a European. Racism is what we're talking about tonight, folks. Racism, the origins of racism, white supremacy, black inferiority, uh, the lies of white supremacy, the lies of black inferiority produced by black people and white people. I know you thought I was getting ready to go down the road of white people being racist. Well, yeah, a lot of them people, white people do believe in racist, right, excuse me, racist thoughts, but not one inch more than probably a lot of black people do because, after all, we was all taught by the same system. It's just in the black community 
We don't expect racism because it's all black people. But the self-hate is just as strong as if white people, they're full of these lies and false philosophies and ideologies and wicked doctrines, everything that make up a white racist. There are black people that's just as destructive with that same mentality. Black self-hate is alive and well. Black people are suffering majorly because of the black self-hatred that is produced in our people from the teachings in churches, from the teachings uh, through our education system. And I'm not talking about what the Most High is teaching us, the true Elohim or the true God of the planet. I'm not talking about him and what he's teaching. I'm talking about what churches teach it, two different worlds. And I'm not saying all churches, but I'm saying there's a lot of misinformation among the church community and among the education community. When I say education community, I'm talking about uh, preschool, grade school, um, daycare, all the way up through college, miseducation of the Negro. I think it was Carter G. Woodson that wrote that book, Miseducation of the Negro. That's a book, very popular book among, among a lot of circles, Miseducation. Of the Negro. So we've been miseducated. We've been taught a lot of lies about who we are as a people, where we come from, our contributions we have been made, um, and it continues. You know, I used to think that this thing had blown over, and now we have a lot. Well, I, I, I never did quite think that we the, the, the uh, field is level, but I used to kind of begin to entertain the idea that, you know, Maybe it might be, but uh, folks, we are a long ways from um, the reality of of eradicating uh, racism from our minds and from our schools and from our churches and from our homes. And tonight we're going to talk about solutions. Now, I don't think I'm just stuck on on the on the air tonight, just kind of rambling. No, 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 this is very pointed. This is a spiritual attack. This is a natural attack, both at the same time, on the philosophies, the ideologies that divide and conquer millions of people for the, uh, for the, uh, for greed. Racism is, 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 I know it's only just one of the isms. There's also classism, and there's also uh, sexism, uh, how the planet has been divided along sexual lines, male and female. I know how the women have had to fight for for recognition, and, and I know how the enemy has really, really divided the planet sexually with regards to men and, and women and oppression of women. I understand that. That is one ism. And I understand classism. Classism. Some people. Some people believe it's bigger than racism because where some some countries don't go through what America goes through, with racism just as thick as the air itself. While some countries don't go through that, other countries, these same countries, do have what they call classism. Um, like India has the whole um, caste system where they have 
I mean, the caste system is real in India. Ask any any Indian. It is real. There's a lot of people oppressed in India because they're not in an upper class, all the way down to what the people they used to call the Dalits or the D-A-L-I-T, the Dalits, or they used to call them the untouchables. They don't call them that no more, but these are the lowest people in India. used to be that if the shadow of a Dalit uh, touch you, I'm talking about the shadow of these people called Dalits touch you, you have to go wash if you were some higher class. I mean, I'm serious. And, and yes, it's just so happy these people are very versatile people. So classism in India is real classism in Europe is real classism in Australia is real classism in Africa. All over Africa is real. Classism all over Europe, Africa, North America, South America, Central America is real, even where racism is not that strong. So some people argue that classism is actually stronger than racism. But tonight, on talking about just one of those isms, and that is racism. We're talking about racism. We're talking about racism, the foolishness, the foolish philosophies of race, racial superiority, the foolish philosophies of black inferiority, all of these, like the bell curve, all of these lies that have come down the shoot to try to prove that black people is inferior, black people uh, uh, is crime-prone, overly sex, overly physical, uh, non-emotional, uh, just uh, over-spiritual, I, I, not unemotional, over-emotional, uh, you know. Some people think that we're just emotional people with no brains and, and just strong bodies and superior sexually and all it Just a bunch of lies, 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 lies. And then lies, lies. <laughs> so tonight, tonight, we are going to hit this giant straight in the eye with the help of your contribution I'm saying your because callers, listeners, I want you all to uh, press one on your phone if you have any questions or comments about what you hear. Again, press one on the phone lines with any questions or comments. If you're in the chat room, type a question for the host. I will be looking at the chat room periodically to see exactly what is going on. Please, please, and again, please press one if you're on the phone lines and if you're in the chat room. Type your question, and I'll try to get to it as soon as possible. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and just start by defining what is it I call race. Now, somebody, I was talking with a young person the other night, and they said, man, you're full of opinions but no facts. Let me tell you something about this this so-called word facts, facts, facts. I will be presenting facts, by the way. I mean, facts the way you define facts and facts the way I define facts. So you're going to get the facts tonight. But I want to just say this. When you've lived something for a very long time and uh, uh, millions of people have lived something, it don't matter if you can find it written down somewhere in a a formal uh, structured survey or uh, some type of – it don't – it don't matter if it's written anywhere. Reality is millions of people are suffering. Like, for instance, the whole driving while black. 
that used to be a myth. Everybody whites would argue that this, and a lot of blacks too, whenever I say whites, I'm talking about literally any white supremacist, and you don't have to have white skin to be a white supremacist. White supremacists are anyone that subscribes to the philosophies of white supremacy. Black inferiority, which is nothing more than the other side of that coin, you can't have white supremacy unless you have someone that's willing to bow down and let these people rule over them. The philosophy of white supremacy would not survive if every single time the person full of this philosophy would be engaged by someone that vehemently disagree and is armed with facts. If there wouldn't be, we wouldn't have this, this show tonight. This show tonight, we wouldn't be talking about it. it wouldn't be no such thing as white supremacy because we would. I mean, it would it would get no no place at all on the planet, for lack of a better term. So tonight, I want us to really think about this word facts. Do brothers have facts? You know, what do you go through, my brother, my sister? What did you go through today? Talking to our so-called white brothers and sisters. And I say so-called, you're going to hear me say it all night tonight because I don't necessarily believe, I actually don't believe in race based upon a color. The most high knowledge people based upon region, and I still stand firm on that belief system. I acknowledge race or uh, division of people based upon region, like the Amorites, the Israelites, the Philistines. These people are still around today. You think just because they, you know, there's thousands of years later that they're not around? You probably live next door to Philistines or the Israelites or Jebusites or Amorites and don't even know it. Because we've lost the tags and we don't know what's what because history can turn upside down by many people. That don't mean the Amorites, Israelites, Jebusites, and all these people don't exist. So, so, I mean, that's that. I want us to really look at what is going on in our world today. And I want to talk about some solutions tonight. I've experienced something on my job today uh, that you know, I wonder will it ever go away. I don't think it will as long as we acknowledge race based upon color. You know, as a black man, I sometimes feel like no matter what we do as men, we will never, ever be seen as an equal to white America and white males. And I think maybe it's not even important that we do, but I sure get tired of having to, to work three times harder, produce three times more to get attention, to get acknowledged, to get accepted by white males who I believe, because of these weird philosophies, uh, I think a lot of them, because of the philosophy, believe to me tonight, because of the philosophy of white supremacy, believed among these group of people, produced some of the laziest people on the planet. 
that sit around and all they ever want to do is look like they're superior and and, 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 and always be in a position to try to lord over people and always feel like it's their calling to to lead and it's their calling to supervise. You ever notice why? And, and hold on, let me finish that train of thought. And it's their calling to manage and it's their calling to preside over. You know, that's what they feel like they are, and that's what a lot of them been told, that this is yours, this is your earth, your planet, and they've been told told that verbally. They've been told that it's been implied. It's been just... It's been it's been presented to them in so in so many in so many ways, uh, be it verbal or nonverbal. Till it's just almost impossible for them not to believe that. So this produced a very evil kind of uh, acting person. You know, you've been taught that you should be first, and you should you they you're better than them. And, and and you should have what they don't have or they're not as good as you or you're more fortunate or your country is more superior or your flag is more superior or your constitution is more superior or your nation is much better than all these other nations and you're the first world, they're the second world or the third world and you constantly, constantly, this stuff is constantly brainwashed in you from the time you're born until the time they put you six feet under. This makes for a devil. This makes for a very wicked person. Not saying the people are devils, but the behavior, I should make it very clear, the behavior is what I mean when I say this makes for a devil. I should say this makes for evil behavior. I stand corrected because I want to make it crystal clear that white people... White people, so-called white people, are not, are not Satan. Are they not devils? They are people just like you and me. If we believe a certain doctrine, a certain belief system, those belief systems and those schools of thoughts produce energy, and those energies cause us to choose uh, past the go-down that we subscribe to as evil or good. So uh, I'm waiting on Brother to the call, and then we're going to get into some other things. But right now I'm just laying the foundation in the uh, – let me feel my heart, in the heart of this show and what we try to do on Tuesdays. We've been talking about this over a year, every Tuesday, race matters, racial matters. We talked about all type of racial issues, interracial children and racial dating, and just a lot of stuff, okay? And I just want y'all to understand that my heart's cry is to unite people all over this world and to, to destroy the philosophy, the ideology, the evil concepts of race based upon color. If we can just erase that out of our heads, race based upon color, race based upon color. If we can just get it in our thinking that the scriptures are true when the most high acknowledge people based upon region, he cursed people based upon being them being a part of a nation, or he blessed them being a part of a nation. Certain nations certain nations were blessed more than others. Just look at when Jacob was getting ready to die and uh, he was sitting on the side of his bed and his sons was there. 
I'm talking about J- uh, Jacob. I mean, I'm talking about uh, Reuben and uh, Issachar and Asher and uh, Judah and all of the twelve sons were there. And he began to tell these sons what will befall them as a nation. Each son represented their own little clan or their nation. And those those boys, those men, did become the father of millions. Each son. That's the kind of nations that the Most High recognized and different curses and blessings go to different nations depending upon what their forefathers did or didn't do. That is the only division we can um, apply to humanity. Everything else is illegal. All these other fractions and race based upon color and, and, and you know, um, white people, black people, and, you know, it's actually more correct to say things like a country with a people like Mexicans, that's actually more scriptural, even though there was no Mexicans in the Bible, but that's close to the truth and saying something like a black person. What is a black person? What do you mean? Talking about Nigerian? Talking about somebody from Kenya? Who are you talking about? Black person. Who, where? You know, in a white person. What is a white person? Again, if you travel the world, you'll see the blonde hair, the blue eye, all types of hair colors is possessed by nations far from Europe, all on the equator, dark countries, sun, I'm talking about sun beat down some of the darkest on the planet, produce babies as white as any white person can be in Europe, sometimes whiter. And I know we stick a name like I know and don't look no more at it, but it ain't that simple. What is an albino? Why do we? Where do we get that name from? What? Let's pretend the name because it's it's fresh off the, you know, press. It's still wet on the pages. The albino. It's still wet off the pages. What really are we looking at? looking at a human being with very little pigmentation. And we cannot start lumping people up based upon how much pigmentation they have. I did a show. I did a show where I talked about the pigmentation itself. We don't have it. Method versus albino. Albinoism means the complete, nearly absence of melanin. And then melanin being a melanated person, you know, from a melanated person, a person that has very little melanin, albinoism. Dr. Jewel Pukum is, is a very well-known, world-renowned scholar on the subject of melanin. Melanin, M-E-L-A-N-I-N. Dr. Jewel Pukum, her name is spelled J-E-W-E-L-P-O-K-R-U-M. Now, does it make it right because I call out a doctor's name? Does it make it right? No. But you should check her out and listen to what she has to say because you're not going to find another person around with that much information probably on melanin. It'll, I mean, if you do, it'll be a few people. It won't be a whole lot. But she made it her life's work to study the ins and outs of melanin, what makes people black, what is it, what is it, what's behind it. 
the energies, the properties, and this woman is amazing, amazing. The stuff you're going to hear is going to sound crazy because people don't talk about it. But once you hear what make people dark-skinned, how that work with the sun, the energies that's birthed out of this process, and and just all of the properties involving melanin, you will understand why dark-skinned people is hated despised, mistreated around the world. Because anybody that don't have these properties, don't have these energies, it's almost natural and normal to feel a kind of jealousy. I'm not a very super dark person myself. And I still agree that when very light-skinned people see very dark-skinned people, and they have the knowledge that Jewel Pukum talked about in her presentation on YouTube and on the Internet, on melanin, I'm telling you, it, it, you will understand why a lot of us go through what we go through for being a darker shade. And it's crazy, it's ludicrous. I just sometimes can't wrap my mind around humanity foolishness. Why people even care? But... The whole thing is, like a friend of mine told me, Seth, a lot of our white brothers and sisters is not mad at us. They don't oppress us because they're mad at us. Listen to this. This is going to be one of the strongest things I say all night. He said, they are angry with the most high. You know, we can do all kind of things to each other as humanity. We can say all kind of things to each other, make all kind of comments and jokes. But I tell you one thing, when you feel a rejection that's not even there, but, I mean, in your head, you think the Most High is rejecting you because when you travel all over the world, 90, what is it, um, no, no, what they say, or 8% of the world's population, you travel all around the world and you see 92% of the world does not look like you, it's almost natural that you would feel rejected. It was almost natural that you would feel a sense of abandonment. It's almost natural that you would feel disconnected from the creator. Some people. So all I'm saying is, folks, let's really look at race tonight. Um, Brother Joseph is in the house, I believe, and I'm going to bring him on here shortly. But tonight, let's really listen to our inner spirit and think about this thing we call racism. Get to the bottom of it. Some of y'all tune into this show because you have pain that you've experienced lately. I'm talking about within the last maybe 48 hours. And you could be a so-called white person, not necessarily this show is bent for black people, it's really not, and I'm insulted if anybody even think that, I mean, I'm dealing with a subject that's universal, I'm dealing with a subject that affects everybody, you know, no matter who you are, what, what class of persuasion you are of, you will be affected by race relationships some kind of way or another, but that's why on Tuesday we deal with racial matters. So back to what I was saying earlier, and Brother Joseph, like he uh, uh, and need to call back in again. But 
there's a lot of things going on around us, folks, and uh, I want to switch gears and kind of go off into something that might be a little spooky to some of y'all, but some of y'all understand it, and uh, it's the real world, and that is the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm, the real realm, the true realm. Uh, That's where you are really at right now, listening to me through your natural ears, your natural ears to this tone uh, coming through your computer or coming through your phone. The real you is listening through, uh, what's what's the lack of a better term, Uh, you listen to me through this physical body that's locked into the natural, but you are a spirit. You're not tied really down to this body per se. And uh, we are spirits having a, um, one person says it like this, we are spirit having an experience in a body, not a body having a spiritual experience, having a spiritual experience. Uh, experience. So having said that, think about what I'm saying right now. So when you start talking about something like racism, this is a concept, this is ideology, these are philosophies and, 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 and lies, really, that affect this natural man, this physical man that you can look in the mirror and see. But let's really reflect on the spiritual realm and what's really behind the races. Let's reflect on in the spiritual realm, from the spiritual realm, and let's see what's the drive behind this Racist, so this person that ascribes to these lies, philosophies. Folks, if you don't know, you better ask somebody because there's millions of people around that will scream amen to what I'm about to say. A lot of times, what's behind racism is nothing more than uh, uh, evil spirits. Some of y'all, I don't lost you right there. But it's nothing more than evil spirits that is trying to oppress, divide, and conquer humanity. And racism is just one of the isms out there that these dividing spirits use. Like I said earlier, there's classism, there's sexism, there's religion. There's all kind of things that the enemy used to divide us. And race is one of them. Now, if I sometimes try to think like a lot of our white brothers and sisters because I love white people as because they're humans. I love all people. And sometimes I like to try to jump outside of my parents, my life. Uh, philosophies, my mind, which is almost impossible, but I try to kind of think what a so-called white person would think about the different various comments I make, such as, I've said this over a year now, each other based upon character, treated each other based upon character, not how a person looks, but what 
the athlete bring to the table with regards to manners and, and whether or not they are sensitive and whether or not they are patient and just based upon character, whether or not they're loving. If we forgot about racism as a human family and began to judge each other on other qualities, it is a fact and it is a reality believed by millions of people that so-called white people would not exist anymore, would be annihilated by this new blind-to-race society. This new mindset, this new consciousness would literally erase a people. Think about that for a second. If love, being colorblind, forgetting about color and based and judging people based upon character, calls a nation of people to be annihilated, what should we do about that? Or should anything be done about that? Because there's millions of people feel like through philosophy that they have a right to survive as a race based upon color. So these two schools of thought are clashing. The most notorious group out there that's standing up for this is the white supremacist groups. They've been arguing for many, many years. Not one other. That will be our knowledge because the black gene is the dominant gene. White people would cease to exist as a people if we forgot about race and mix based upon character and not color. So again, I try to think like white people think. How does it sound? How does it feel to me? Not concerned about how they feel. I mean, all jokes aside, I'm very serious. I am concerned about how our white brothers and sisters feel when they hear somebody say that for and just begin to treat each other based upon character and as far as mating and getting coming together as people that just fall where they may. When you pursue love most high required in scriptures, I'm telling you people, it is impossible. Impossible to have a white race. I'm going to say it again. So y'all understand what I'm saying. The Bible talks about us, if we have fought with our brothers and sisters to go to them in love, considering ourselves, that's just one scripture. talks about if you have an issue with your brother, go to them and work it all out. When they did feel like we was acting in fear or we looked in fear, would come to us with their concerns and say, listen, 
I think you are inferior. And I feel like I should mention myself because you're not equal to me. If they would say that to white so-called people, black people would respond, I am your equal. I am the same as you. We're human beings. The white person would respond and say, no, I don't think so. My grandma told me that you're supposed to be My grandma told me uh, to prefer white of you, the black person began to prove to them through testing. We had tests. Give me your your school book. Give me peers. And they began to excel like black folks always do and embarrass these, these races. Then white people would no longer adapt these weird philosophies. That's one Bible verse that just... But there's hundreds of Bible verses that will bring people together and eradicate racism. So why is the church so divided? Why is Sunday morning still the most segregated time of the week? Why is there so many races right there inside the churches? And again, I'm not talking about just so-called white people. This philosophy of white supremacy is just as strong in black people, so-called black people, than it is in white people. It's the same coin. It's the same coin. You cannot have white supremacy without having black inferiority. In order for it to be as successful or be as successful as it has been for hundreds of years, you have got to have black people that when the white person say, bow down, nigga, they go, yes, master. Now, in modern times, nobody say the word nigga. I know that. But they have other terms, very equal, that they say, very similar, they say. Very different philosophies. They may, you know, talk about how great we are in sports. That's another saying, you are a monkey, you are an animal. They'll say something like, you know, you know, black people, they'll praise you and give you glory. And it sounds really, Brother Joseph, I'm coming to you. I'll look for you earlier, but I'll come to you in a second. There's so many ways that they can say that they're superior without coming out and saying, I'm better than you, nigga. They can say, and they do say, through denying of grants and denying of uh, admission to, to certain prestigious universities, to a lot of very capable black students that are saying, I'm superior, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. They can constantly slant the news to make us like black folks acting crazy, turn up the city, when in reality there are seven times more white people than all blacks and most of the crimes committed in any city, anywhere, it's going to be by white people, unless you run into something like a Detroit or Atlanta where it's 80% black folks. Race matters. Race matters. That's what we're talking about tonight. Race matters. Racism, the philosophy, the ideology, the straight-up wickedness of these doctrines that permeate our minds, our souls, our spirits. And remember, tonight is not about down in the white man. You got the wrong show. That's three more blocks down the street. On this show, racism is equally believed 
conceptualized, accepted in the spirit, soul, body by black people as well, so-called black people as well. I say so-called because, again, this show, I do not ascribe to race based upon color. No such thing as a black man or a white man. It is foolishness, and we need to get away from saying it. We are various people. We don't know where we come from. There's many different types of people. We don't know what tribe we come from. But I can tell you this. It ain't no people should be acknowledged based upon some doggone degrees of melanin, whether or not they dark or light. Let me bring on a brother. I know he may agree or disagree. He's going to let you know what he feel for sure. Brother Joseph, area code 804-289, are you there? Well, I just kind of laid a foundation letting people know what, you know, where I'm coming from in terms of this is not a show of white bashing the white man. We ain't got time for that. We bigger than that. And this is not a show about bashing our black, so-called black brothers and sisters. We bigger than that. We recognize the philosophies of white supremacy. It is a doctrine. It is a philosophy. And whoever believes this will, whoever believes this and ingest this lie, is going to behave evil in an evil manner. It can be all black people, brother Joseph. It can be Detroit. No hard white people around going to see black-on-black black crime, you're going to see black disrespect, you're going to see black businessmen being ignored while blacks, so-called blacks from the other side of town support other, other businesses because like in the olden days, the white man ice is colder. This self-hate is real. Self-hate destroys. Self-hate causes pain. Self-hate causes death. We are doing a lot to our own people. It's the disrespect, that disrespect comes from the philosophies of black inferiority. Turn the coin over, the same coin over is called white supremacy. Again, flip it back over, it's called black inferiority. It can't, neither one of those philosophies can survive without the other side. Go ahead, Brother Joseph, let us know what's on your mind, Brother. Well, Brother Seth, uh, you know, like I said earlier, as long as the Zionist Jews, now, you got some good Jews out there, but most of them where you got, uh, I don't know the percentages, but you got a lot of Jews benefiting off of the Zionist uh, uh, game corruption. And, and, and uh, to make it worse than that, you got, you got white Americans that, who are Christians. They no longer want to be Christians. They want to be Judeo-Christians. And and uh, like uh, I said, uh, uh, they made a, a prophetic uh, 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 statement. Uh, some you know during the early 1900s that in the latter days, which the days we in now, that uh, that that white America, these Christians will be uh, taking on their Zionist doctrine. And uh, what do we see today? It came true. Now, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Have you heard anything about these uh, 400 uh, uh, U.S. Marines that been uh, 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 being killed by uh, sniper fire over there in Iraq uh, 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 for the last couple of years? Have you heard any information about that? 
No, but before I answer that, I do want to make a couple of corrections. Uh, now, we're going to talk about that. That's the kind of stuff I want you to be bringing up there, my friend. I, that is some good good meat there, so let's talk about that. But before you do, I want to make a correction, please. You mentioned yeah. the white Jews, white Zionists. Just so everybody know, this show 100% do not acknowledge anybody. Well, we'll say it like this. The original Jews were scattered from Israel by the Most High. The Bible says it so many times it's funny. I can count at least 20. I will scatter you among the heathen. I will scatter you among the heathen. I will scatter you to all four corners. So they're not in Israel. Then he said he's going to bring a people from the north to occupy Israel as a punishment. That's in the Bible. Um, Jeremiah 1 is one place. I mean, several places. Revelation 2 and 9 talk about people that say they're Jews and they're not. Revelation 3 and 9, the Bible is full. We've done so many shows on this. This show, Five Smooth Stones, that's one of the main stones. We call them, we say five stones, we're talking about five topics. One of the five smooth stones or one of the five topics we talk about is who the real Jews are. So y'all want to know more about that, go into some old shows. We do not believe in no white Jew, for real. We don't believe in a people based upon color in the first place, but really, definitely don't believe in no white Jews in no hot, sunny Africa. That is just foolishness to any any person that calls himself a scholar. All right? Now, they can practice Christianity. They can do whatever they want to do, but we don't acknowledge them as the true Jews of the Bible. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. All right. Now, the reason for bringing this up. Uh, about the snipers, about the snipers you were talking about. Yes, yes. Now see, now you knew, now you know that uh, 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 my position on Obama, uh, what a year ago, two years ago, you knew. Yeah, my position. you weren't trying to hear him. You you was hating on Obama. You thought his yeah. his, his name wasn't real. You thought he wasn't. You felt like his name was fictitious. He wasn't born here. You was on the bandwagon with the whole birth certificate. You felt like he was kin to the presidents. You felt like he was a part of New World Order. You felt you you was really down on Obama. So what's the, what's what's going on now? Yes, uh, I done made a, a big corrections, and 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 you know, long as I've been, you know, man, you've been talking, you don't see me go back to the black bowl numerous of times, right? Okay. So that's what life is all about: making corrections. I applaud you for that. That, that, and I'm sure other people do too. Yes. Now, see this thing, this thing, uh, Benghazi, right? It's a big conspiracy against Obama. And see, all you black folks out there that 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 talking all that bad stuff about that man, y'all don't know about the uphill battle that this man uh uh, uh positions that he's taking and everything. And and all of these bogus uh, 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 executive orders and uh, laws that that been coming out and if that's above his head, but we gonna move on. But I no I, no no hit on that a little bit hit on that. Why do you think it is? I mean, talk about the short behind. Well, why do you think? Well, you think? well, well, see, you know, like when executive orders and uh, uh, presidential decisions. Uh, that type of uh, uh, um, um, paperwork come across his desk, he has to sign off on that stuff because that's been stuff that's been in the workings long before he got in office. That's just like John Kennedy when he was in office. 
No sooner he uh, got in office and got behind his desk, boom, that go executive order where he had to sign off on to, uh, 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 to get the three branches of the military over to the United Nations. He couldn't buck on that, you know. He couldn't buck on that. He had to sign off on that. And that's like uh, Ronald Reagan. He had to sign off on it where, this, where really it was an uh, agreement and a conspiracy against the American people. And, and, and if you ask the average white American about uh, Ronald Reagan, they look at him as uh, Jesus Christ himself, you know. But they don't realize that he, he did some real damage into America. He signed off on the Genocide Convention Treaty, which, which uh, uh, destroyed America. That treaty right there, I don't care what kind of laws they passed, the NDAA, all that stuff don't even matter. That's what Ronald Reagan took and signed off on. He made the agreement with David Rockefeller. David Rockefeller asked him where uh, that's what the meeting was all about. David Rockefeller uh, uh, said to Ronald Reagan, if you sign off on this treaty with the United Nations, this genocide treaty, you will get two terms no matter what. It all came out the light. And uh you saying a lot. Hold on a second. You saying a lot. What I want you to do, and people don't know you that well. Again, this brother Joseph Johnson, he just stopped by sometime and some of y'all might think he's my co-host because he owns so much, but I just like this brother. He has kept me carrying the show because I got a lot going on there. I just can't do shows like I used to. That's why he owns so much. But y'all can press one and jump into the chat, jump in and come make your comments and questions. I don't really have no restraint tonight. If y'all want to keep the lines open, I'll let all everybody lines stay open. We all just have a five-way, six-way conversation. I'm very so, curious. Uh, now, 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 all I want to talk about, Joseph, now, this brother, just so y'all know, I I I check him out. I don't just believe anything, but just to say, I Google what he say. I go to various websites, you know. Uh, I, and sometimes you can't trust everything on the internet. You have to do other research. But Joseph is a real deal. Some of y'all know that because I mean I have got sky record over the top numbers every time it seems like he comes on. So y'all have come to believe. But then there's a bunch of new people that never heard of him. This brother, you can you can you can bank it. You can check him out and look like somebody does have a question or comment. Um, let me do this. Uh, let me just go ahead and take this question or comment. I, I wanna wanna be nice to our callers. Area code nine one eight six five four. Go ahead with your question or your comment, please. Hold on, let me open the line. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. Uh, area code nine one eight six. Excuse me, seven six four. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Uh, yes, I was uh, listening to your show, and uh, and uh, I've uh, been experiencing with uh, blog radio this week of all different kinds of uh, you know areas and topics. And uh, one thing I do have to say is, uh, you know, I, I do like what your your message is, and uh, uh, so I've been listening for about a good fifteen minutes. And it's not that I have a question, but I, I, I have to admit I do have a lot to say, and I am curious about how people will respond to opinions. But I think uh, there's a lot of dishonesty in, in, in the races out there. Uh, you know, there's dishonesty with white people and black people. And and I think that 
sometimes the truth may hurt so hard. I don't know if we're ready sometimes, you know. And I and I think uh, I hope we're approaching an era where we can be ready. Uh, but there's there's a lot of things going on, um, you know, mistakes that are being made from all angles. Uh, but okay, I think. Let me let me first of all get your name. What was your name? Earl. Oh, you can give me a fake name. Just give me something to call you. Yeah, Earl. Earl. Okay, yeah. Earl. Well, you listen to Brother Joseph and Brother Seth. Go right ahead. Well, uh, the the thing is, I liked how you said that there may be a spiritual force, you know, t- trying to uh, get us to be divided. And race is a very easy way to do it, you know, religion or any any kind of title that can get us divided. But um, there is a growing problem, I believe. Now I, I'm I'm half Turkish, you know, and I'm I'm Caucasian. Okay, um, okay. I was born in Istanbul, Turkey. But you know, being in America, um, I have a unique perspective, and sometimes uh, you have to see from outside the box. Literally, uh, being a foreigner, even though I've been raised in America, um, I I. Uh, you know, I've got I've got criticism on every race. I even got criticism on, on white race, everything. But I think uh, there's um, <clears throat> what's happening. This is only my honest perspective of the black community. Is I do think that there is uh, um, an overlooking. Uh, like I I had a supervisor who was black, and I said I said okay, you know, and he we could talk about anything and everything. He was controversial on purpose. I mean, really controversial. So I was like, okay, you don't mind being controversial? I want to ask you some controversial questions. Why are black people so angry? I asked him, why are black people so angry? You'll find that, you know, and a lot of white people notice this. And he says, look at the lynch papers. Once you, he told me, go up and look up the lynch papers. And I did. Came back a couple of days later. I said, yeah, but this is this is talking about slavery. Okay, this is a big issue with white people. And I said, yeah, but, you know, slavery was a world epidemic, and it is a tragedy that it has happened. And if you talk with any white people today, if they could erase that, they would. But but one thing I did, I came back and returned. I said, what if I told you my people were enslaved, too? He said, get out of here. I said, yeah, white people were enslaved, too. Uh, white people were brought right here to America on ships. They were abducted uh, out of Europe. You had... You had uh, Little little white children of all ages, orphans being stolen from Wales, um, you know, Ireland, and and even orphans from the street of England. They would be sent on ships, even women and and men too. And the, there's a myth. See, okay, you know, you all teach that black man has forgot his history. I'm telling you, white man has forgot his history. In fact, so much that uh, he even denied my history. He says, no, there ain't no white slaves. I said, yes, they were. They picked cotton. Right next to black people, uh, we had Oriental people, you know, building the railroad tracks. That I said, the whole world experienced slavery, and whites did too. Uh, they were, uh, in fact, half the white uh, people ever brought to American shores. There's um, hundreds of thousands of them. There was never as many as from Africa. You know, that goes into the millions. But there were hundreds of thousands. Half of them never even made it alive off those ships. And. Uh, so what do you all think about that? That that see white culture well, has experienced slavery too, but but we may have not experienced the same racism, but uh we've experienced division along the lines that are very rarely talked about in America. Well, let me say this and brother Joseph, I'm sure he wanna chime in. Brother Joseph, hold what you got 
because I know you got a lot, but I really want to address what this brother is saying. I know you got a lot, so just hold that thought. Don't go nowhere, please, and engage this brother if you don't mind. But this is what I would say to you, Earl. First of all, pain is pain. I'm not going to belittle white people pain. I'm not going to even say that what you said ain't true. Let's just say whatever you said is true. Let's say what you just said ain't even the whole truth. Let's double it. Let's double what you just said. Everybody, let's just assume what Earl, Brother Earl said is true, and let's double it. I want you to see what I'm about to go with this. Even if what you say is very much true, you have to really think about honesty with yourself right about now and think like this. Even if it's true, they have children those whites have had children. Those whites have had children. When they walk into a bank, nobody knows their history. They don't have slave ships on their mind. People have slave ships on their mind when they look at whites. People don't have chopping cotton on their mind. They don't know the history of Earl. They don't know the history of these white people. That The average black person can look at one of these people you're talking about, one of their descendants, and feel inferior to them. Listen to me, please. Even if you were straight from a slave and you was broke for a hundred years, you, by something called white privilege, can come up really fast. Now, does that make it fair? Does it make it right that your people suffered? Does it make it right that there was white slaves, white people that might have come over on slave ships? Does it make it right? No, it's just as wrong as what we went through. But you got to really think about today and the opportunities. It's like white people are far, far more better off in a financial state than black people. Not spiritual, not spiritual, not emotional, not even physically in, in some cases. Well, I would say physically they, they are they're better off health-wise and they get the better doctors, they get more care and all that. So I would say physically they're better off too, whatever money can buy. But, my brother, I hear your pain. I hear what you're saying. I'm not even going to call it your pain, but I hear what you're saying. But you got to be drop-dead honest with me, too, and think even if what you're saying is true and this, you didn't even tell the half, those people can rise above that. Black folks, even if they come from Africa, they have no strings attached to slavery. They look at as niggas by all kind of folks. Even black people, because tonight is not about downing the white man. Tonight is talking about a philosophy that anybody can breathe. And unfortunately, I people believe some of white supremacy lives stronger than white people do. So we look at white people that don't even have no history, don't even have no heritage, as superior. This well, is what we have to have these white uh, the affirmative action. This is how we have the level field will never the field will never be level. Long as there is, I, I don't know how to say it without something harsh, but I don't think the field will ever be level until things like what we talk about on five smooth or household knowledge, like the revelation of the real Israelites, the, who the, the, the people in the Bible are, where the white skin come from. Until we know that like we know Jay-Z, our kids know that like they know Beyonce and all these other, until they know this information like they know that, 
white people will always have a higher hand. I don't care what the history was like, but go ahead with your hey, comment, please. Let, let, me, let me interject something. I was uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada one time. I lived there for five years, and I, one day I had a neo-Nazi pamphlet put on my windshield, and it really made me mad because it tried to pretend to be the white man's friend. What I did is I got on the Internet. Uh, I went right to that email. I said, you know, you claim to be white man's friend, and uh, somehow you just feel good to put this on my windshield. And I'm not going to be self-righteous or anything. I'm just telling like it is. I said, I'll go look behind them barbed wire fences from World War II. I didn't see no black people near those fences. They all look like white skin. And you're having enough nerve to pretend to be my friend. You know, when, and, and let, me, let me also say this, too. When you go to prison, it is pretty well acknowledged. Everyone knows that you it's race-related, race segregation all over again. And that if you don't, you're probably going to have a hard time surviving. And that uh, the only way to survive that is is on good behavior, so you can get put in lighter security until you get out. When you're tired of the gang activity, whatever. Uh, now, uh, let's see. I'm going to bounce around here because I, I I don't know how much time you have, but I'm just and, better and, at covering and, and a lot we, of issues. And we're going to let you. We're going to let you, brother Joseph. Is about to. He's going to do this whole show because I'm going to talk very little. So, brother Joseph, just hold on. And Erico three one three. I see you. Other people. We're going to come oh. and get your questions and comments. But listen, no, my brother, right now, uh, and I'm not saying this. Actually, I'm, I am kind of giving you a little bit more time. The reason why is most of this is a black show. We have very few whites that do call. They do call. They do comment. They do follow the show, lots of whites. But they don't, for whatever reason, they don't They don't articulate as good as you do or they don't even try. Or So I'm, I, I want to hear you out, and then we're going to respond to you. <laughs> Okay. Now, now, if you hear me out, I cover some material. I, I talk with all races. I talk with my own family. All right, now, uh, uh, one of the ignorance I run into my own, you know, white people, they said, hey, they say, I don't owe them anything. They said, you know, uh, and I said, yes, you do. You inherited also the slave owner's curse. But the, there is has to be affirmative action. And very few whites actually agree with that. I said, no, affirmative action did work. It was necessary. But here's the problem, okay, if affirmative action, if it needs to be going like, you know, from the 60s, 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. But here's where white people now feel, and I do think they make a case. There's been many situations where affirmative action has uh, created reverse discrimination, where, okay, now everything's good, but then now whites have actually been discriminated uh, that they're just as capable and then all of a sudden, because they're not black, they have to be removed because the numbers have to be replaced. So so race is being looked at again, but so now we have a new disadvantaged competitor. Well, well hold on, hold on, uh, hold, on hold on, hold on. So it, it is on, happening I, in this day and age. Hold on, let's address, because you, you, you had a lot to say, and I want to address every little thing. And brother, jump, jump, jump in whenever you want, but real quick, that right there, and I don't know how to sound without making it sound like I'm attacking you, but that was pretty weak. Maybe you can make it a little stronger. But let me just say this before you even try to strengthen it up. Even if black people, white people, was disenfranchised, just let's go there. Let me just. Pres- I can. The truth is so strong with what I have to say. Even if what you're saying so far is right, it's still a landslide kind of a thing. White people, if they're disenfranchised, it's almost like a black person looking for a job and they have to knock 300 doors. Okay, you didn't get the job. You mistreated. 
So was the black guy that got the first place. We get twenty dollars slam in their face. They get three because uh, that was weak. So affirmative action it ain't even around no more. Number one, it's just not around. Not like it was. A lot of companies kick it out, threw it out. But just look at one thing, and this this should prove a, my point in a massive way. All of us gonna understand what this means. I got three words for you: credit default swap. Look at how many millions, thousands and thousands of Wall Street young people made millions of dollars off that real estate bubble, off everything that happened with Wall Street, uh, with the whole, I mean, I don't know how much you kept up with that, but that was all white people property. That was none of our people, Harley. So what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is real briefly, what I'm trying to say real briefly is, there is so much wealth, business card being exchanged. This good old boy network is so strong. It is almost, I'm not going to say ludicrous because you sound like a very intelligent person, but it's almost ludicrous to even bring up that white people was even, I mean, how can you feel like you picked over when all you got to do is go down the street and you get picked again? Okay, you go to one job and they have they hire a black over you, and maybe you was more qualified. How many black people you think is picked over because they're black and they're more qualified than whites? How many people on jobs? How many people get don't get promotions, get demoted? The last, I mean, come on, you go through on these jobs. Okay, hey, if you want to make the case, uh, let, let me let me interject some. If you want to make the case, you would have to do it by case. Move on, man. Oh no, no go ahead, Joseph. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, because he's ready to do his thing. But if you don't mind, brother Joseph, just because I got this brother and I got one more person from Jericho three one three, and I think this that's going to be very interesting. So just let me just entertain, brother Joseph. Just please, please. I know you got a lot. We got a whole hour and a half to go. But my brother, I hear what you're saying, and you know what you. Or right. If God was on this line, I would say, God, is Brother Earl right in saying that white people was mistreated over affirmative action? He would say, yes. Yeah, I agree. A lot of black whites was picked over. But compared to all of the pain and the blood and the first hire, last hire, first fire, picked over for promotion, mistreated on jobs, when you do get the job, who mistreated the most? Okay. The black man might get hired over the white. That don't mean he gonna be not treated the other than property. I don't have very nice jobs in my life, and I can tell you right now, America. The way I I can't even speak the kind of language it will tell everybody how I feel about the white power structure and corporations. I feel like all black folks need to just get their own and let these people have these corporations. Just come the hell out of all of them because we have never been respected. So I feel your pain. I really do. That's why Brother Joseph said, move on, because he feel like there ain't even an argument. Move on. That's why he's saying that. But I'm, I'm saying to you, no, I hear you. You're right, and God hears you. You're right, but you, my brother, have got to be the bigger person and look at the pain, the Mount Everest pain of black people. It don't mean that your pain don't exist, but come on. Come oh, no. on, my brother. It's not a lack of acknowledgement of your pain. 
I just right. think that don't Y'all don't think that on this on this on this particular. All right. Well, hey, I guess no, I'll let I you guess, go. Right? No, I mean, uh, go ahead, my brother. Go, ahead, go 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 ahead because Brother Joseph just got to hold a second. I don't got him on mute for a second. Okay, Brother Joseph, okay. you got this whole show. You just just let me do this. I'm gonna do this out of respect for my brother three one three. I'm going to open up the line. Brother Joseph, please allow me to run this show just a little bit. You got the whole show. Just give us a minute. Erico 313 Go ahead and come make your question or comment. Yeah, this is Shooter from Detroit. Shooter? Um, shooter. Shooter. Okay, Shooter. Like like somebody gets like a shooter? Yeah, like Pooh. Shooter, like Pooh. Oh, okay, that's a that's that's a, that's a different name. All right, my brother, go ahead with your question and comment. Well, this is my first time calling. That's my first time listening. Um, All right, well, welcome to the show. Earl is on the line. He's from Turkish background. Earl, if you can kind of just let me hear what you have to say, and I want y'all to kind of dialogue, and, and maybe everybody needs to hear from me. You can hear from Shoot on this. Go ahead, Shooter, with your question and comment. Then, Earl, we may let you may have time to get you on or, you know, Go ahead, uh, brother uh, shooter. All right, is it? I have the floor. Yeah, you got the floor. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't know any previous shows that you have done. I looked at some of the premise of it before I called, and um, um, I, I, I'm around people, different people. Okay, even though this is so-called Chuck, this is the only Chuck the city left, really. But anyway. Um, you know, what he said was true, and I've been around people like that, but like you said, it was true also, you know, and, um, you know, it's a, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's true, um, pale people have been put in slavery here, but they was calling ditches service, they, they ditches servants, they rewrote the history on that, but they wasn't in chattel bonded slavery as long as people who look like probably me and you and the other gentlemen, you know, have been, and all the other laws and policy that's been passed to keep us oppressed and benefit from us and benefit from that situation and things of that nature. But um, you know, I mean I mean like I said, I mean he has a point everybody has a point. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying you wrong. I'm not saying another brother gonna come on wrong. I mean everybody had their own opinion. I'm just saying I'm gonna sit back on dialogue and listen. Like I say it's my first time calling and I wanna see what the other brother got to say. Well, but, Brother Joseph's um, going to have a lot to say. He's going to have the most to say. He don't know I'm going to really let him have his chub. He can just be a little patient. I know he's probably hot at me right now. But real quick, Brother Shooter, right, right, Brother Herb, right, I'm going to make this real quick. Point, right, right. But by me being from here, I know a lot of information, too. I just don't, like I said, I mean, that's why I agree with the with the gentleman that it was pale people that was in bondage here first before it was even us. I mean, there's records on that. I, I, I did the well, research on that myself. I don't know if I would say pair people that kind of sound disrespectful, but 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 maybe you don't think it is. But just just go, so I kind of uh, make that comment. Uh, but listen, brother shooter, let me ask you a question. What do you think yeah. of the Mount Everett? I, what I'm saying to brother Earl is this: Yes, you went through pain. It's almost like right. we're in a war, and you just got shot in the arm. Somebody else' heart is hanging out. We can't deny that you ain't in pain. Oh no, we can't I, deny I got that. that. Right, I got so, that. So, so what do you have to say to brother? He's still this is his line is open. He can hear you. He can comment. I want you right, to comment right. on anything else you want to say to him, and then I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna meet you if that's all you got to say, and I'll finish well, up with him quickly, and we'll move on, brother Joseph. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. Well, like like I said, when I got on, I was just like, look, that's true. I mean, it happened, but it's not the amount of the situation that we had. We went through way long. It's still going on. That they stuff been over hundreds of years, three hundred, four hundred years ago. I mean, and on this and this in the Americas, it's been gone. I mean, they've been they beneficiaries of all this stuff that's been set up. Like you said about the Good Old Boy Network, we've been just surviving day by day. Like I said, the heart's still hanging out, beating right out of our chest. We just hanging out, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, I just want to know that. But yet, but yet he has some conscience, some feeling of what's going on. I mean, you know, I don't want to go no deeper on that but without offending him. But, you know, I appreciate what he said. You know, so some of them don't care at all. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, you hear that? Oh yeah, thank you very much. Uh, but right. you know, I want to make sure my picture is not misrepresented here. I, I do believe we have to walk in all shoes. But but I do want you know. I, I mean, I've had. I'm I'm. We're all the same underneath it all. Okay. And you know, uh, I try to look at everyone's point of view. But uh, I just you know. Uh, we don't walk with a silver spoon in our mouth either. I've had I grew up with a single mom. We were poor. I wasn't given anything. White people are are suffering right along with everyone else. What you have is the good old boy network aren't exactly just white people. They're Khazars. You know, when you get into secret societies and things like that, you're not talking we're not talking about ordinary white people. We're talking about like a Khazar network. They will pose as anybody, they're chameleons. And they will they have done uh, biological and chemical warfare upon white people, Oriental people, black people. They're all in the same ship. Now, Brother Joseph, Brother Joseph, going to take what you just said and run like crazy. i got to go ahead and go to him, y'all. Listen, I'm just going to say this okay. one thing to the both of you, and then i got to hear. He's going to take what you said about the Khazars, because that's what we believe the people of Israel are. They're not the real Jews. They are people called Khazars that convert to Judaism, which was a black religion, years back. The king didn't want to be a Muslim or or a Christian and had his people to convert to Judaism, which was a black religion, and whites along the years have just taken it. So, But let me just say this. Brother Earl, in a battle, you got shot in the arm. Brother Shooter got his heart out. Do me a favor while we in this war. Just let's tend to the brother that's dying. You're going to be all right. I'm saying you're going to have to, if you really into this thing like the brother shooter say you are and your heart is right, this is what I ask white people, if your heart is right. If you're a true fighter, do the greater good. Our pain is hundred times more than y'all's pain. It's not to say your pain don't exist. I would be lying. I told you God would even agree with you. God would also say to you, the most I would say to you, that a good Samaritan, will take care of that person whose heart is out. Yes, you white people go to pain. I was telling my brother, you know, we white people ain't been through nothing. My brother and I was talking. He's like, white people ain't been through nothing. But when a white person pull their car on the top bridge and they jump off and kill themselves, maybe their credit went down just a notch, and that's that's pain. You can't say they didn't go through. They wasn't going through nothing. Pain is is relevant. If it's pain to him, it's pain to him. You can't say that man's dead. You know. So we got to be very sensitive to each other's pain. That's why I like Brother Shooter's spirit. But at the same time, we're in a war. If we go to Tennessee, your pain, your people's pain, start talking about all the history of white people that's been enslaved, who do you think going to get even less more attention? 
even less funding. What if some wipers say, well, I want to start having uh, organizations to to fund. You, somebody might listen to you, Brother Earl, and may start giving money. And, and next thing you know, that money is going to come from the pot from these people whose heart is out. So I hear you, man. This is not no show we dogging on no white people. We are attacking the philosophy of racism that's in black people as much as it's in white people. So I've got to move on, Brother Joseph Pop, man. I've got to move on. Brother Shoot, it's so good to be here for the first time. Brother Earl, please stay tuned, both of y'all, and let's hear what Brother Joseph's got to say because he got a lot to say, okay? All right. Thank you for giving me some time. All right, sure. All right. And that was Brother Earl, Turkish descent from Istanbul, and Brother Shooter from the Detroit. I mean, can't get no better than that. Two intelligent men just. I mean, hey, that's that's cream crop right there. Brother Joseph, you back on the line, man. Don't dog me out. Please just let us know what you have. You got the floor and you probably have a whole hour. So I'm all I'm tight lipped right now. Go ahead. Well, you know, the whole problem is 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 uh behind the Zionists and their agenda. Uh, see, um uh, I have a recording, you know, that I have queued up and I would like to share with the family. Because all of this, all of this uh, south that's going on is being used against Obama. That's like okay. if you ask, if you ask the average white American who been the uh, well the last the last, uh, oh, let me say it this way: if you ask white America who was the last five presidents that was uh, you know pro-gun president. They would say Reagan, this one, that one. But you know who was the number one pro uh uh um uh guns and rights president for the people? Obama. Well you have to prove that they're gonna say they wanna hear proof, so let me let's hear what you got. Well see, that ain't what I I play I played that one what last week. Yes, you nope. did. Yes, you sure did. I remember that, but I didn't know if you was going to do it again today. But let us hear whatever you got, my brother. Okay. Um, this is about the uh, about the four hundred U uh, U.S. Marines that been uh, killed by sniper fire, and um, it's uh, very sickening. Very sickening. And it's a little bit off topic, everybody. It's not necessarily race relations, but it is talking exposing the new world order, one world government, and what's really going on in our country. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. Okay. I'm uh, trying to get everything right. I'm ready to go now. Anyway, this, uh, this video I got, it shows, it, this is quite a horrible video. This video shows the murder by Sniper of of snipers of uh, 400 Americans, mostly Marines, by the way. Hey, brother, stop. is that clear? Yeah, that's clear. Now, who are we listening to one more time, please? Just Gordon Duff from uh, Veterans Today. Okay. We got... All right, everybody. Yeah. Some of y'all for me with Gordon Duff, we played him last week, but just so we got some new people. So, Gordon Duff, again, what organization is he with? He writes the... Uh... The uh, newspaper uh, veterans today. He he's a senior editor. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let him let it fly. All right. Um, 
You see them go, you see them shot, you see them going down. Yeah, this is a special rifle that's being used. It's a uh, an M16 uh, that's being used. On top of it is a special video camera. Uh, we captured the rifle and the uh, laptop that uh, picked up the video transmission. Uh, this is the interesting part. I got the video off YouTube. It had been up for five years on YouTube, showing these 400 killings, and it's saying it's got a Islamic Shahad flag up in the left-hand corner of it, but it's a propaganda piece out of Israel. Additionally, intelligence sources confirmed, and I have, since putting it up, I have multiple confirmations from inside Iraq that this was an IDF sniper team. I have a confirmation from Israel that they're running around Israel bragging that they've killed, this one team killed 400 of, 400 of our dead in Iraq were killed by a single Israeli sniper team. Israeli. That Israeli troops were operating with our people, walking them into ambushes, and totally oblivious setting, to any Setting them up and murdering our citizens, our, our, our soldiers. Well, I, I re-recorded the video, and I added the, uh, where it said Muslim sniper team, I added IDF sniper team, and I reposted it on YouTube, and, and one of their own videos that had been up for five years was taken down in five minutes. Well, because of violence. Issues of violence. Now, dead Americans don't matter as long as it's not the other word IDF isn't used. YouTube, of course, is owned by Google. Google is owned by the state of Israel. YouTube is owned by the state of Israel. This, is a, this was a test after the, uh, um, we talk about the movie, and, and in actuality, the, this writing was caused by a, Terry Jones video. Uh, Terry Jones, there may have been a 13-minute movie preview of something silly, but Terry Jones was on air for 24 hours and a worldwide hookup that cost over $2 million. That's what caused the rioting. He was on worldwide HD wideband, $2 million, and these are 12 people in a church where nine of them are, are on SSI and living off the below. A couple of them have some money from selling meth, I admit. But uh, the rest of them are on SSI. $2 million, even off small-time meth profits, is, is hard to raise. Mm -hmm. uh, so we tracked down who financed the video. We did, we have done this uh, within 24 hours of that coming out, and we found that the money to supply the, uh, uh, that produced the video, that produced Terry Jones' show, that produced the movie, came from the Cato Institute. The Cato Institute, uh, as of June of last year, was, uh, it had been set up by one of the, the Koch, or Koch brothers, the uh, GOP uh, uh, brothers that, 
manipulate gasoline prices, by the way. That's their job. And own a major toilet paper company, which I think is delightfully appropriate. Um, but the Cato Institute uh, financed it, and PJ Media of the Tea Party produced the film that uh, was time to uh, coincide with the attack on the U.S. Uh, uh, US compound in Benghazi. Now, Benghazi is not where the riots were. The riots were in Tripoli some distance away. There was nothing going on in Benghazi. Other than I had initially found 50 people that had come in, there were 120 foreign mercenaries, and they were from Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Israel that managed the attack on the U.S. compound. They had nearly taken over the entire city. They had blocked uh, communications. They had communications jamming trucks. They, uh, when they attacked the ambassador's armored car, they uh, used 50 caliber machine guns mounted on the back of trucks. They had blocked traffic off within within a mile. Uh, they did a, uh, is, compared to the uh, U.S. attack. Hey, Brussel. Yeah. Now, everybody probably wondering, why is he playing that? You know, what's the importance, you know, that this got to do with anything? See, they're using all of this against Obama. Now, if you listen to these neocons and their siblings, they saying Obama uh, 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 and his people was playing in that like like the uh, Reagan and uh, 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 Jim McCarter Earl. Remember the hostage situation back then? Right. Right. See, they... Uh, they spending this against Obama, but now we know the players is. And see these these neocons and uh, the uh, and, and uh, their siblings, they don't want the uh, the right wing uh, 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 audience to hear this type of stuff. See what I'm saying? That is correct. And I want to just let everybody know that what Brother Joseph is doing. It's not that I agree with everything I'm hearing. Let's get this straight. we got to get the facts, y'all. You know, whether or not the Zionists on YouTube and Google, it's really hard to find out who do own them. But a lot of people have been saying it for a long time. But the main thing I want everybody to understand is we're trying to expose racism with regards to President Barack Obama. How you vote ain't really what we're trying to accomplish tonight. We're trying to expose wickedness around Obama. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. And see, and see, and you talking about does race matter? And uh, and about race, look, you got you got white people out there refusing, refusing to see. Uh, 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 how can you say? Uh, look at Obama. You know, it's it no matter what he do or say to try to help white America. I'm not gonna vote for him because he's black. And what they saying about black people? Oh, they vote for him because he's black, but. They don't forget. He extended the uh, uh, unemployment benefits and um, all the good stuff like that. But you know, it's a give and take thing. But um, 
it's just a lot of lies going on about Obama and um this this you know the neocons and 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 uh uh these Israel people they end the bed together. Yes, it's they just as worse as the uh Judeo Christians and this John Hagen Robinson thing. Now now uh 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 Gordon Duff, the man is Jewish himself. And you can do a Wikipedia on the man. The man I don't see why he have to lie like that. All you gotta do is listen and put forth discernment. So it won't know Obama uh uh uh, uh um um how would you say it, sir? Because they said, you know, this Benghazi thing was a setup thing from Obama. Now, I think you're doing yeah. a good job, my brother. I think you're doing a good job. Keep swinging it. I, I feel you. Yeah, and, and, and see, Colin Powell came out, you know, uh, 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 back in the May. And then you got uh, uh, Morton Dempsey, you know, who's full of uh, 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 integrity, you know, not corrupt, you know. See, we got to realize really on Obama's side. We well, let's let's, let's let's kind of let's kind of update the listeners because people think you so pro Obama probably because he's black. They don't know. Six months ago, you felt like what about Obama? Tell them just so they won't know. This is the one of the brothers, the one of the biggest mouths on the internet on blog talk, I should say, against Obama up until these discoveries he's talking about, folks. This is a brother that don't believe that his name is really, didn't believe his name was Obama. His birth certificate was, I mean, a lot of things his brother well, it won't really, It out. won't really all that. It won't really that. I, what I was looking at, you know, that he was going to be another Zionist stooge, you know, like Clinton and, 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 and other presidents, you know. But but this man is, 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 is saying no to these people. I'm not, I'm not going to. Sucker up to you and your agenda, you know. But I got some more of this recorded, and it gets better and better and better. Do you think? And also, and also, I want to hit on that uh, 82-page uh, intelligence report um, um, from the 16 intelligence agencies uh, fact-finding on Israel and the Mossad. Before you do that, I want you to go and get the recording together. I know it takes minutes to do that. I'm going to take about a three-minute break. I'm going to, hold on. I want to take about a three-minute break. Then we'll be right back, right and now? I want you to have – we're going to take about a three-minute break we'll be, when I come back and have it all ready, okay? I got it ready. I mean, I just put it on pause. I know, but I need to take a three-minute break, Brother Joseph. Okay. okay. Trust me, I'm having a little trouble with my computer, so just bear with me. I need to reboot some things. Just, just – Three-minute break, trust me. All right, so everybody, we'll be right back in about three minutes. Brother Joseph got more to share. I'm telling you, I told y'all he would have a lot to share. Anytime somebody switched uh, boats like he did with regards to Obama, I know he has something strong because he really uh, was against that brother harshly in the beginning. And now to hear him, this just different. So I know he has something for us. So we'll be right back. And, uh, again, those of you in the chat room, I do see you. 
I haven't got a chance to really uh, respond to you, um, but we'll get to you, okay? If you have a question, just type in your question with a question mark. And uh, if you're on the phone lines again, not a problem. If you have a question, you can uh, chime back in. Even if you've already chimed in before, it's not a problem. I want to say to Shooter, your hand is up right now. Your hand is up right now, which is just press 1 on your phone and your hand will go down. And that way, if you want to comment later, you can come right back on again to the shooter out of Detroit. Your hand is up like you got to, if you can simply, there you go, there you go. All right, so we'll be right back, folks, in a little bit. Disconnected at one o'clock sharp. 
Um, so please, please, please call that number or you will be disconnected at 1 o'clock sharp. Those of you on the phone line, stay where you're at. You will not be disconnected. Brother Joseph, go ahead with your presentation. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and finish with this recording. Uh, Brush up. This ain't nothing but the truth. Gordon Duff did a good job. And All right. Just play, just... play it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Going to the tech in a fighter bud on the long dead Osama bin Laden. For those of you who don't know, bin Laden died in 2001 of kidney disease. Now, give me a minute here because my my understanding is that also that the the ambassador and his team's location was revealed to this sniper or this assault team, if you will, this mercenary group. By uh, Israeli U.S. people citizens. Oh no! It's, no, it's more than that. Their movement to Benghazi was ordered by Israeli dual citizens. Uh-huh. Working within uh-huh. the U.S. State Department. Okay. okay. Uh, so that was that Benghazi. The teams had been on the ground for up to ten days, organizing, training, putting together assets with some local help. The, uh, you're talking about our closest friend and best ally in the Middle East. I'm talking about a group of people. And this, this is what's been shocking over the last 24 hours. It's one thing coming up with the the, uh, uh, the video, the proof that uh, YouTube, of course, is, is involved in sponsoring terrorism. And this is, this is what we're claiming, that YouTube and Google are directly tied to terrorist activities and tied to the murder of U.S. Now, I'm going to go ahead and cue it up for the, for the uh, you know, commercial coming up, right? Now, now see, this is the type, type of uh, truth that the, uh, uh, your Judeo-Christians and your uh, neocon and siblings don't want to hurt. Yeah, and I'm and, and, and I'm a so-called Christian. I say so-called because I don't like that word Christian. The Bible never called the followers of Christ or the followers of the Most High by Christ's example. The difference, Christians. So I, I I subscribe to a lot of the beliefs, but I have to agree with you. The church is probably the most ignorant people on the planet with regards to what's going on. And I love them. I love them. I love. I love. I love the church. But I, I'm. I'm shocked. To, I'm sad to say that they are oftentimes the most, the least informed out of all people on the planet. Seem like. But go ahead. Gordon Duff told us that last week, didn't he? Didn't he tell us that last week? You remember that? Okay. Maybe you should yep. go back to the archives of last week and listen. Key in on what he said. So I'm gonna go ahead and cure it up. We're coming back from the commercial. All right. This is Mike Sarah from Final Friday on RDM, October 26, 2012, with all the special guest Gordon Duff. And Gordon, we we had a caller who's been waiting patiently for a couple of minutes. Do you mind if we take the call and we can? Uh, do you want to continue the story? I know. Let's let's talk to your caller here. Okay. Let's go ahead and welcome Bill from Idaho. Bill, good morning. Welcome. Thanks. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes. I hear you fine. Yes. 
excellent broadcast, excellent information. I just w- hope that he repeats the uh, address strand and uh, the people go to work on scanning the rest of the pile for further evidence. But a question in regard to uh, further uh, documentation, anybody reached out to Helgerson. Helgerson was the IG during Porter Goss's reign, CIA, in regard to uh, Jennifer Matthews and uh, the uh, 24 CIAs that uh, were uh, culpable. Hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and skip that because that's a little too advanced for, for, the, for, the, for the, uh, the family, right? That, that going I, into I don't, another the family, I, don't, I don't know if the family would like hearing you say that, but go ahead and do your thing, man. Uh, hopefully yeah, everybody's enjoying this. Go ahead. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to bore them, right? That's that, that's going into another argument that you know they putting something else together. Uh, some writers coming over to uh, go and duff people, because you got a lot of uh, 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 investigative journalists getting fired because cause, cause they want the truth to get out there, but they superior saying, no, you can't. No, I'm not. I'm not going to print that. I'm not going to let you ride with that. See what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. And, and y'all, this brother, just so y'all know, and, and I appreciate y'all hanging on the phone. We got, I listen this time of night to this kind of stuff. Got to be serious people that's trying to make a change in their life. And I recognize that and respect everyone that's still hanging on the phone lines to every word this brother's putting out there and what I'm putting out there and the callers. So just give yourselves a pat on the back and continue to be prayerful to what we, which direction we're supposed to take because the true body of Christ, the true church, the true followers of the Most High, whatever one you want to name yourself. Maybe you have problems with some names I use, but those of y'all that follow the Most High, we will win so long as we follow the Most High. No father is going to leave his children in the middle of a war that will be child abuse. I believe there is a way out. I believe there's always a way out, no matter what in America no matter what his so-called black people or white people, we just will follow that voice inside of us, follow most high. We're going to be all right. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. All right. Now, this part two getting back to the to the Benghazi thing uh, uh, with the sniper shooting thing. Getting ready to cure it up now. From the video that YouTube had to get rid of. This is the bad music. Okay, now that's music from a uh, a video that I put on YouTube showing IDF uh, sniper teams, and it shows them shooting Americans. I mean, you see, it's it's a horrible video. You see Americans. 400 of them on this video being hit. You don't see all of them killed. Some of them are wearing extensive body armor, but you see headshots. Now, here, I will go to YouTube now. Now, who took this video down and sent me a warning on my account, which makes them a lot of money, by the way. Here's the YouTube version. The only difference is the title and the music. This is the same video. Uh, that's on, uh, and I will, uh, I will read 
the YouTube address, www.youtube.com forward slash watch, W-A-T-C-H, question mark, V, equal sign, I-L-2-N-L-S-8-Z, capital R-V-Y. That's a video of American soldiers being shot a video that, when attributed to the uh, actual parties, was taken off in five minutes. It has been on YouTube for five years. And uh, literally, in this, in this case, it was also the, uh, the videos that were uh, uh, shown worldwide that uh, caused the rioting, the murder, were produced by a YouTube Google client, PJ Media, uh, were created by the Cato Institute, a think tank that works for the CIA, funded by the Koch brothers, and the bandwidth was supplied by Google, YouTube. Okay, well, let me bring up something. You just mentioned something. You said that... Uh... Hey, Russell, you know what he did, right? No, what did he do? See, what what the uh, idea of the uh, Israeli Defense Forces, they were showing, uh, it was the the, uh, the idea of doing the shooting, but they was playing Muslim music with a uh, Muslim banner to get the people thinking that it's coming from the Muslims. But what Gordon Duff did, he switched it around. He put Yiddish uh, 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 Hebrew music in the Whoa. background, see what I'm saying? That's why they took it down. Whoa. I, real I didn't smart, catch that. It? It's a yeah. little muffled. I, I didn't catch that. I hope everybody yeah. heard what you just said. Now, what's the name of the video? So if anybody want to go on YouTube and look up for themselves, what's the name of the video again? Well, he gave the address when he called off the alphabet. Yeah, that address was too long. That address is too long. You should give the name. Now, was this soldier shot in Iraq, or was they shot? Where was they shot at? This was in Iraq, somewhere over. Yeah, Iraq mainly. Okay, the, well, well, I can tell you right now how to find it because I just found about four well, of them. There. Oh. If you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You go to YouTube. Everybody just type in Israeli. Uh, uh, I found it by typing in Israeli kill U.S. troops. That'll bring up about four of them, but there's a lot of them on there. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish the recordings. All right. Yeah, uh, the CIA is funded by the Cops Brothers. Who's the CIA work for? Do they work for the American people? The CIA is part of the CIA is mostly funded by narcotics money uh and uh, some funding by the U- by the US government and uh narcotics money is uh is they do that to save the american people as much money as possible by it's interesting it's a, it's it's like a, it's like the old uh, triangular trade from the uh 17th 18th and 19th centuries what they do is flood the united states with plane loads and plane loads of heroin from uh, Afghanistan, uh, which uh, manages to underwrite 
the destruction of the American population, Europe, Russia. It fills private prisons uh, within the U.S. We have 15 million people in the U.S. within the prison system. That's that 3.6 million. It's 15 million people in prison, jail, rehab under... Uh, that's that, that like 5% of the population. This is what yeah. it is. That, that's, that, that's an unconscionable incarceration rate. We, and it, it just it goes back to the war. During during the debate, Obama said we spend we spend more on uh, uh, military than the next ten nations combined. Well, we have more people imprisoned than the next ten nations combined. And if you took uh, say Russia, India, and China, and all of the people they have locked up, and uh, we're talking here in this case well over 2 billion people, we have four times as many people locked up as those three nations combined. We can add to that the entirety of how many people are locked up in Western Europe. We start evening out when I get halfway through Africa. Uh, if you're an American and you're not in prison, uh, you're hoping not to end up in prison by keeping your head down. And, uh, of course, you know, with Americans, there are uh, you know, the, the second uh, largest growth industry in the United States is the, uh, the drug industry. Uh, by drug, you know, there's the criminal pharmaceutical industry, which we don't need to go into, but selling illegal drugs is how probably as many as five or six million Americans uh, make a living and then, of course, we have at least 11 states that are to a, at least 70% are controlled by drug cartels. And you are in one, uh, well, what, what percentage of your government is controlled by drug cartels in the state of Arizona? I'm well aware of, of the influence of the cartels and the control they have uh, over many, many aspects of our government here in Arizona. Like I said, I'm down right in the drug corridor here. And the whole thing is border remains open because they want it open. Uh, you know, what is the penetration the uh, drug cartels have in your state government? And you're a former candidate for governor of Arizona. To what extent do the, uh, do the drug cartels control your state and county governments in Arizona? Well, it varies by county, but it is pervasive everywhere. And that takes us to... You're uh, saying they run... They run police departments, uh, prosecutors, judges are all under the employ of drug cartels, or there how many aren't? Uh, boy, that, that that's a tough question. There's probably more that are than aren't. And uh, is there a uh, if if one were to do an overlay of the penetration of drug cartels with the uh, penetration of drug cartels and the uh, areas of Mormonism? Um, would they look somewhat similar? Well, good question. I, I, I would assume that yes, they do. Would that have anything to do with the long history the Mormon Church has of... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's always that. Uh, for for those who who haven't seen the, uh, the video, and uh, it's been going around for for the last couple of weeks... Uh, 
a John Hankey, who is, uh, I don't know, he hasn't been on uh, as a guest for you, but uh, I do have his video on veterans today. Let me see if I can uh, find the story that I have it put up on. It is someone else's video. It's uh, a 40-minute, and it's quite superb. Uh, it's someone else's work, so I'm, I'm free to say, to say that without uh, sounding... Uh, Oh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, uh, breaking. Uh, it's veteranstoday.com. Look in the uh, weekly top ten where it's been sitting for ten days. Uh, Romney's Bain, Ca Bain Capital uh, drug front for the Bush cartel. And anybody that doesn't know that uh, the world's narcotic business is, is and has been run by the Bush family since 1984, um, We'll learn about that now and learn that Romney has been working since a very young man, which, uh, uh, you know, that's when he talks about small business, his small business when he was only laundering smaller amounts of drug money. Uh, I didn't, well, I didn't even know that it was considered a small business. We're, we're at a, a juncture here. We need to talk about Romney in the bin and how Bain Capital uh, produced 173% return on investment for a, a decade. And you look at Bernie Madoff, he was lucky to get 10%. And uh, Bain Capital under Romney was returning 173% return on capital per year, year after year for, for a whole decade. And, uh, you know, most businesses are really lucky if they get an 80% net operating profit after tax. Well, they, that's the that's, – you're talking about the Bain Capital you see because it's it's like an iceberg. Bain Capital only exists. There's a reason, of course, even his American operations, Romney's, he withheld his income tax, of course, and, I, and, I'm, and of course, I'll put up $5 million of my own money uh, to the charity of your choice if you can get me Romney's, uh, Romney's income tax for the last 10 years and the clients, I want a list of clients that are doing business through his Swiss, Caymans, uh, his bank accounts in Liechtenstein. They're not in Switzerland. They're in Liechtenstein. And uh, his special purpose vehicles, his corporations in the British Virgin Islands. If you can get me those, I'll send $5 million to a charity of your choice. And I can write the check. But remember, charity starts at home. <laughs> That's a joke. So anyway, we talk about that, but the other thing to talk about is how the, you know, we all, we're all aware of how this private mercenary force uh, was known as Blackwater, XE, whatever, was developed under the Bush administration. But what people don't know is how there is a corresponding intelligence group, which, which a lot of the CIA work, which was government and accountable to Congress, has the source as well. Why don't we no, talk it, about it? Are, are, you're aware that the private intelligence group is Blackwater. Okay, so they've taken both the, the military and the intelligence function? No, 40% of the leadership of the CIA moved to Blackwater, uh, were moved to Blackwater in 2005, and that Blackwater took over running the Central Intelligence Agency on a privatized basis, uh, answerable to Dick Cheney personally, not through any CIA director, 
that we have two CIAs. One of them is a rogue criminal operation. The other one is a loyal CIA. We still have one with many very loyal and decent people serving. But we have a second rogue operation that uh, is involved in coordinating terrorist uh, operations with similar rogue operations within the uh, intelligence services. There are, there are a number of nations that have uh, intelligence organizations that had bifurcated during the uh, war on terror because they found how much money. There, was, there were huge amounts of money floating around, you know, the trillions of dollars that went missing. Well, 9-11, $2.3 trillion was missing. Well, that well was let's, talk, let's talk about that because the guy who was responsible for that money is a guy named uh, Jackon, who is Romney's primary foreign policy advisor. Well, that was Doug Zakheim's first dip. He took three. Okay. He had, you know, we, we talk about the, you know, the debt being at $16 uh, billion dollars now, and then it was $10 billion when uh, Bush left office. The actual national debt of the United States when Bush left, left office was $5,000 trillion. So five quadrillion dollars, that's five times ten to the twelve. And they, this idea that it was ten, uh, ten trillion dollars is nothing but uh, uh, double-blind bookkeeping. We owed, and uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the real figure, and we have a cascade. You know, the, the currencies of the world not only all collapsed, in 2000 and 2008, it's that when everything's in, in, in total free fall, now this is where things have gotten now, and I don't want to, uh, well, you've got people, uh, sponsors that sell gold, so I might as well put a plug in for them. But 80% of the gold that's been sold in the last 10 years on the London Bullion Exchange would be defaulted on. This is, I'm not a, you know, one of these guys that comes on and talks about the gold markets. I'm an economist, but I don't come on and talk about the gold markets. And very simply, I can tell you why. I could go on the imaginary market. I could buy 10, I could buy 10, 10 tons, 10,000 tons. The London Bullion Exchange would sell me 10,000 tons of gold. In the real world, in South Africa, where the largest gold producers of the world, I am very close to key government agencies there. Uh, Michael's more than aware of this uh, since uh, he deals with that other part of my life because we work together in the corporate world uh, additionally. And we found that we could not buy. We tried to buy one ton of gold in South Africa legally have the money to do it. We have a financial institution where we needed it to underwrite. Uh, we needed physical possession of gold to underwrite transactions. And, Frank, I'm sitting on about $20 billion right now, or 20 billion euros more accurately, uh, or 50 cents of real money. Uh, <laughs> and, and we couldn't buy a ton of gold because... There isn't anywhere on earth that a single ton of gold exists. The London Bullion Exchange 
admitted during hearings recently that it has sold 50,000 tons of gold that don't exist, doesn't exist, that will never, that will never exist. And when time comes to take physical possession, the world's gold markets not only will collapse, the world's gold markets already have collapsed. They're maintaining the price of gold, but real gold that exists is probably worth eight to ten thousand dollars an ounce. Real gold, paper gold, if you only hold a certificate or a future, it, it isn't that you could, you might as well go into the bathroom, get some glue, and stick it on the wall so you can see it because that's as close as you're ever going to get to gold. There you go. Hey, that was yeah, that was good. That was good. And I like, I just, I like those brothers, and I'm going to encourage people. Just because you hear a video on YouTube, on the Internet, you can't just go to the bank. So what I encourage everybody to do, if you're really interested in knowing what's going on in our world and being wise stewards, if nothing else, just to be able to pray that most high be done. Some people don't care, and, and, and they have a point. You can't go around and find out every little evil thing Satan's doing, but some things come across your path. This cross your path, uh, dear listener. This cross your path. What should you do with this information? Some people, it's just maybe just to be aware See, well, this is what I think. A lot of people listening to this show right now have kids that they're trying to go off to war. They're trying to send off to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine. When you hear shows like this and you start finding out different things like this, it will probably cause a lot of us not to do that, not to send our kids off to serve in this imperialistic spirit that's driving uh, the powers that be right now in this United States. These kids are being sacrificed on the altar of the New World Order in the name of trying to get a better, uh, you know, honorable discharge and be able to buy a house or some crazy. I mean, we need to really know what's going on. And these people cannot do nothing unless we, the people, give them the power. And too many Christians, too many believers, too many spiritual people are giving this beast power. And we got to know these kind of things and inform others not to, not to sacrifice their children on the altar of the New World Order. we got to even watch how we support a lot of these big corporations. You know, I, you know, I think the, the solution on that is always try to support smaller businesses as much as possible because these big ones, they're out of control. They are the real giants in the world. It ain't even about nations no more. It's about corporations. But just, I got to wrap the show up. That was a good clip. Those were good clips. And uh, it's just showing the racism around Barack Obama. They didn't mention the word racism a lot, but we know that that's what, you know, what's happening around this man. We, after hearing these videos, we understand there's a lot of things around this man, especially the early, early videos you played earlier. So uh, if you have anything else to say, go ahead and share it. After this, after that, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up. But I really appreciate those clips tonight. Well, 
Okay, real quickly, going into the 16 uh, uh, intelligent agencies fact-finding on, on Israel and the Messiah. And now it said all 16 U.S. intelligence agencies have described the Israeli regime as the greatest threat to U.S. Uh, national interests, which is not worthy of America's financial and diplomatic support. In an 82-page classified report entitled Preparing for the Post-Israel Middle East, uh, U.S. intelligence agencies, including the CIA, the DEA, the NSA, and the FBI, describe Israel as an illegal criminal and a more rogue state guilty of rampant terrorism, uh, belligerence, uh, racism, and genocide. Now, you can go to, uh, 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 in an article published on Press TV website, international lawyer Franklin uh, Lamb highlighted the report finding which he has obtained from a staffer with a certain research unit of the CIA. Lamb says, while the U.S. intelligence community considers Israel the greatest threat to America's national interest, there are uh, 7,500 U.S. officials who do Israel bidding, serving Tel Aviv interests with no reservations. Now, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Real dangerous. And And see, this is why America is in the trouble that it that she's in now. Uh, uh, um, speaking of this, uh, Samson Accord, they got a Samson Accord uh, uh, over here they, with these uh, preposition uh, nukes or uh, dirty bombs in these major metropolitan cities. And remember that U.S. naval map we looked at together. Yeah, they also gonna release them dams. All the dams that's in the United States, they this the type of terrorism that they're going to do against the United States if they don't get their way. And let me just say this real quick because I know a lot of people think you cuckoo when you just said this, and i got to wrap this show up. But remember, folks, I've done this several times. I went to Revelation 17 where it talks about how the Most High himself put it in the hearts of certain nations to afflict Babylon. So the most high, it says it very clearly. We've done it so many times on the show. I can't do it now because we've got to wrap this up, but just when you spare time, read in Revelation 17 and keep reading. I know it's, it's kind of uh, talking typology, but it's very clear when it talks about how the Most High puts it in the hearts of nations to cause the Babylon to become naked and destitute and will burn her with fire. Now, the burn with fire part is obvious. Fire is fire. I don't know what that exactly means. If it's going to be a nuclear, I don't know exactly what that means. I ain't going to claim to know. But I do know what it means when it says these nations are going to come and take from her. So when y'all see all these countries coming and taking 
different kind of ways from the United States. This is all biblical. And how do I know the United States is Babylon? Simply look at the characteristics of Babylon in Revelation and tell me what other nation is powerful enough to wear those shoes. Brother Joseph, we got to wrap this show up. Yes. But uh, I'm going to leave with this here. I'm going to leave with this here. Um, this Obama situation is bigger than what we can imagine. And these people are going to do everything to sabotage this man because uh, they're losing. Uh, the jig is up when it comes to this Israel, Messiah, and all his uh, siblings who who's helping her, Israel. So these people is pretty, pretty desperate. But uh, 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 Obama and, and, and the people behind him is fighting these people. They don't have enough of this, this, this terrorism worldwide by these people. And and, and I'm going to say to people that, that, that tune in to your archive, whatever, try to stay close to uh, veterans today because that's the closest you will get to the truth. Because the Mossad, Israel, all the information come through them, and they filter it. And by the time you get it, you might be brainwashed if you don't have no discernment. Amen. That's the truth. That is the truth, my brother. Listen, they're going to wrap this up. Brother Joseph, that was probably some of the best clips you ever played. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Everybody, uh, we're going to try to do this again on Thursday. Thursday. Uh, so y'all just pick us up on Thursday. Now, we're going to try our best. Now, it's hard to do these shows these days for me, but I care enough about y'all to try. So don't be upset with me if it don't happen, but we're going to try our best to meet on Thursday for sure, okay? All right? So I'm about 80% sure about that right now, okay? But, Joseph, you going to be able to make it Thursday? I'm going to try, you know, because I care, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Remember, Thursday is going to be all new. We're all the watch society. What's really going on behind the scenes, spiritual warfare. We're going to hit that. Tonight was more like racism, but we'll get more into what's really going on behind the scenes. I mean, what's really, really going on. So uh, we'll do that on Thursday. But just I'm going to go ahead and meet you and go out with a song, okay? Peace. All right. That's Brother Joseph. I always appreciate that, brother. He will be with me on Thursday. We're going to try to do another show and try to do at least two shows a, a week uh, because we get an overwhelming response. It's numbers crazy than I ever have. And I mean that. And it's crazy as I don't even have time to do shows. It's like people want to hear now. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. I really mean that. I want you all to listen to it. I always try to go out with a song or something to try to talk about the times or to kind of uh, – you know, I like to go out with something that's going to put something on your mind, so I want you to check this out. After all the things we've said tonight, the words of this song got to be the thing that tuck you in tonight. So, folks, yes, there's a lot going on. The New World Order doing the thing, the World War Government doing the thing, everybody's doing their thing. Yes, it's true. And wickedness is all around you. But all these things is on a prophetic clock. They're only things are only happening as it's supposed to happen according to the prophecies. So are we really that worse off? Not if we with the most high. If we're not with the most high and in compliance with what he's doing, then we got problems. Check this out though, this is the answer. A serious answer. Good night. I love every single one of y'all.
and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs>